Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free drink play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break string play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Hi fam, it's Dylan's mum, Deborah. This is Dylan Friends. He's like, you can embarrass yourself. And I was like, bro, do you want me to do all seven verses? Bit arrogant. Didn't know all yeah. seven. <laughs> I've been in a bad team for 10 years and we got a chance to do something pretty special this year. All you can do is put your hand up and say you're wrong. Banter is a way that guys connect, a way that we can kind of play it safe with someone until we get to know them. I try to fix people sometimes. I'm like, Dan, stop doing that. Just listen. And you stack on top of that the habit of not taking your phone when you take your dog. It's easy. They had no other way to get out of the cave and we either turn our backs on them, in which case they're going to die, or we give this crazy idea a go. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Welcome (laughs) to... The Dylan Friends BNF! Welcome. Sorry. Hey everyone, welcome. Welcome to the Dylan Friends BNF. This is an exciting time, long time in the making. We've got the Wolfest bone over here. We've got Darcy... Big Donkey Darcy over here as well, and we are ready to uh, get into the 2022 BNF. This is so exciting. Bit of a recap of the year, talk about some reflections, some peaks and pits, call some listeners, honourable mentions, top 10, then fifth and fourth, and then the 3-2-1. Make some calls. And make some calls and talk to you all and just talk about the year and... As I said, uh, celebrate it, play some uh, little snippets, and it's going to be really, really fun. So welcome to you, Bone. How are you? Go on the wolf. Very good, very good. Excited for the break. Give uh, us a howl. Uh, ooh. Slamming wolf. And handsome Das, how are you? I'm really well. I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. It's good to reflect. It's been crazy, isn't it? Like, you go back through all these, and we're like, bloody hell, we did some episodes. Didn't we? <laughs> we sure did. And um, even on that as well, I was reflecting on the year, what a year it's been. Darcy wasn't anybody working here last year. Darcy. Let's rate Darcy out of 10 for his first year. I'm going to go with 10. I was going to go with 11. It's been great. Great member to the to the team. What's your favourite Darcy memory? Yeah, uh, why don't you look me in the eye when you say it too? Favourite Darcy memory? Well, you put me on the spot. There's so many. Uh, would have to be his first week that he was here, actually. He recorded something and didn't and deleted the whole thing. And he had to tell me and it was like the fu- He was like, <laughs> he was dying. Like I could remember, I could sort of look in his eyes. He was like thought that he was like he thought first impressions last yeah Yeah. and it was the first week as well it was great and looking back it was an episode of 200 plus so we've had plenty of good memories we had that conversation that one time and then we we? played table tennis together that one time I think I beat you yep sounds about right um, 
Yeah, so there's heaps of stuff. Um, also, Darcy got us got more greens golf started. Got more greens golf started. He definitely did on that. We also this year one thing we weren't doing this year that we we're doing last year. We were, weren't recording minis. Minis wasn't a thing. That was a thing in 2022. Well, we I think we we were initially right. going to call it round tables or something. Yeah, and minis. Who came up with minis? I think probably I you. I think I th- I you're always doing things like that. I don't like want to claim everything, but I think I did come up with that, and it wasn't like a. Um, we're trying to think of something cool, like the deal brief or something like that. And we're like, mm, no, let's just call it the minis because they're mini episodes. But then some of them turn into friggin' longies, mm. long episodes. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened. Very good. Um, we also did the Dylan friends trip to Europe. Actually, yeah, to Europe. We went to London, Scotland, and then I went to Greece and Hungary, which was awesome. So to add a Somehow pull that together with work was unbelievable. Big thanks to Coinspot again who are doing the BNF with us today on that as well. So, yeah, as I, as I mentioned, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Coinspot doing incredible things at Coinspot BNF. The winner uh, of today's episode being the guest that uh, get, got the most votes. So you all voted and we cannot thank you enough for all those things. I think there was over 3,000 votes um, for this award as well. So we really, really appreciate it. That's an army. It's an army. And I don't take that for granted. Three, like that is just incredible. So I really, really do appreciate it. That's why we're going to be calling um, a few of you today to have a chat and get to know you, see how, you know, what episodes you liked, a little bit more about you and bring you into the episodes. But the winner, sorry, that gets crowned the victor of the 2022 BNF, last year's winner with Max Gorn, and they get $5,000 worth of money, which is Australian dollar to give to their charity of choice. Wow. So that's exciting. That's a great way to finish the year. And then the winner, someone that uh, voted as well, that we'll speak to today, will also get $500 worth of Bitcoin. Ooh, Bitcoin. And a friends pack, which would be cool. Do you have any Bitcoin? I do. Wow. Yeah, I do have some Bitcoin. How's it going? Not great at the moment, but it it will be going good. I I, I like it. Look, I don't tell anyone to do things. You do your own research. Yeah. That's not my place to be doing that. But I thought um, maybe some highlights of your year. What's been your highlight of the year? What's been the funnest day you've had in the office? (sighs) Funnest day in the office. Weird one. Yeah. Remember when Jack Post came in and we played table tennis all day? Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's funny. That was a good day. We just He literally just came in randomly to play table tennis. Yeah. And that was like early on for me, and I thought, "How is this job? Like, it's <laughs> this a very strange place." Sam, you um, it's got to be a day in the UK because we'll count oh, that as of work. Course. Yeah, we will. And it is split between the day where we went around and did a bunch of different activities that, that we, the Dylan Friends community suggested, and then we went into the local football team there. That was a, I reckon, I'm going to say, seventy thousand steps that day. Yeah. Like, think about it. We trained with an AFL. Uh, Nice. 70,000. Mate, we no. walked. We no. went no. from London's a lot bigger than Melbourne, and we went to all the places that people said, like, statistically is not the word I'm looking for. Logistically is the one I'm looking for. Contrary, they both end the same. But logistically, <laughs> it was a bit of a nightmare to, to like, organise, and we didn't realise how far away everything was. So getting around there, running, riding, scootering. We went all around London, filmed all those things, and then we had to go all the way to training, which was, like, another 30 minutes away. Mm. Trained. Went back, had a couple brewskis with the boys and girls. We had a really good time. You boys, yeah, we we went to the pub. Had a curry at the pub. Then we went. We had a curry at the pub, and then we went back to the house with a few of the boys. It kicked on. Got pretty late, and uh, the the wolf was didn't want to. I said, "Wolf, we got to go home." He said, "Oh, (laughs) he was just howling at the moon." At that stage, he does that, doesn't he? He does. The the, the sun was coming up at that stage too. I think he was a bit upset. That's when I went home. That's when he went home because he's a werewolf. Um, So yeah, it was a good trip. Really enjoyed it. Uh, that was a good day. That's a, I'd have to say that was a very good day as well. 
Um, What's your highlight, Ben? Oh, jeez, every day. <laughs> every day. No, I have to say, I think for me, the best thing is, and not to get um, sentimental, I think the best part for me is I just love uh, so, so much of my life I've been able to, you know, you get that scaries on Sunday and you think, fucking hell, I've got to go work tomorrow. And I just don't think I've ever had that. This oh, year. That's, I get it every yeah, week. Which has just been. Yeah, I can imagine, <laughs> you, do, I can imagine you do. But. They're big for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's good to know you guys get them, but I um, I don't. So I'm really excited about them. Let me ask good. you a question. Please do. Based on all the experiences you've had this year, <sighs> what is one bit of advice you would give to yourself at the start of 2022? Take risks. Take risks. That is such a generic thing to say. But I look back at all the things that we did this year and none of them when we did them were like... They, they didn't seem sensible. They didn't seem sensible to do. With Darcy being here for nearly a year now, I'll say, but like even hiring, I was like, how the fuck are we... You know, this is... We're, no, we're responsible for people now. Like, this is actually scary. Like, it's... You know, if we had a gone under and I was like, oh, sorry, mate, you have to go yeah, find a new put job. put me on the street. Yeah, put him on the... It's just like, that was probably one thing that was awesome that we knew, like, don't get me wrong, we knew that it would... Th- but you just don't know that what's going to happen. So that was probably one thing that we took a risk on. The other thing was like the the London trip that we spoke about, like that was just a pure risk. And by the way, a lot of the things we've done with these taking risks, a lot of them haven't paid off. Like there's been a lot of things that we probably fucked up um, as a business the whole year. And that's things that are still like going, but like even for example, 200 plus, like we started that great show. Awesome. But we just didn't know how hard that was going to be to start another show and build that up. And, all those sort of things. And then towards the end of the year, it started coming a lot better and next year it'll be a great show again. But we just started it and um, at the start, I was like, shit, this is, it actually cost us a lot more than we, you know, we didn't do any very well on that at all. Um, but we just created something cool that was awesome. So I think it's just like, yeah, just take risks and see which ones pay off. I think even on top of that, like I think a lot of people would probably think we're some kind of podcast experts. We are not at all. Like we we know how to do them, but you know we're we're still we're still working working a lot of it out. But even on like, isn't this a chat that we had? And it was hard to nearly admit this year because you know we have been really lucky with a couple of shows we've created that have gone well, and we we're, were just thinking, oh, we'll just roll this out for everything. Yeah, not the case. Like didn't happen as well as we were hoping for the next sort of three or four ones. And and at that so we had to pivot and adapt and get better at that. But yeah, we um. We really had to humble ourselves early going, geez, you blokes think you know everything and you really don't. Um, and we got people in to help us uh, do that and um, we're still growing. So, yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? It's like take risks and never know, think you know. As soon as you think you know what you're doing, mm. you fucking don't. Like you're going backwards. Mm. So Yeah, it's a bit of everything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's life. Anyway, uh, good year reflecting on that. But I just think like how cool, you know, a year ago, maybe just over a year ago, I'm going to count COVID because that was a weird time. But we had just got this office space. We had no studios. We had it was me and Sam basically the only ones here. And now we have like heaps of people here. We were in a small room probably fifteen months ago. We were in a small, doing the best and fairest. We were in a small bedroom the year before. Yeah, yeah, that's strange Which is to cool. think about. Above anyway, a cafe. Yeah, above a cafe. But again, I don't want to sound like it's just been a smooth ride. There's been a lot of stuff, and and we will. I think we will. We should be more honest with how things don't go our way a lot of the time as well, because there's. Definitely a lot of those uh, things that, that happen, but I try and block them out. Yeah. <laughs> block out the haters. We Delete. Delete. <laughs> Just move on. Move on to the next one and keep going. Keep trying. So I'd say that's my highlight. But uh, yeah, very, very good. Hey, honorable mentions of some um, shows. Now, we know the top 10 in there. So maybe give me a couple of your boys' sort of favorite ones that um, 
you enjoyed this year that didn't quite get in the top ten, but you really liked? Okay. Maybe, you, you, you know, you... I'll give one. Go. Okay. And I think I said this last week, but it was definitely the Cal Toomey episode. Yeah, you love that mm. one. And that was your idea but, too. But that's also just like a personal <laughs> preference because I'm a bit of a footy nuff. Yep. And I like, uh, I love the draft. So to hear someone, but then to hear someone talk about it so like passionately and really know their stuff, I just found that quite inspiring on, a, diff- on a different level, like mm. not just entertainment. I was like, fuck, it's, it's cool to be that passionate about something. Yeah. It really is. And even with, um, with Cal and I don't know, if, I don't think we went into depth with it last week, but how much he's sort of seen... You know, growing up in my era, there was, you know, Kevin Shifter-Sheehan and, you know, he was sort of the traditional draft guru, but then Cal sort of taken it to the next level on that money ball type operation and just knows these guys ins and outs and is connected to like social media and the new age mental um, testing and all these sorts of things was, was pretty unbelievable. And the stuff I love about that show as well is the stuff you talk about now, like in three years to go back and listen and go like, all right, what were we thinking then? And then see what these players have done is cool and even talking about the drafts of five years ago that we we're talking about and to see what's happened to those clubs mm-hmm. since like you know the melbournes and stuff and you look at that and you're like what the fuck did they pick this guy and clayton oliver who at that stage didn't play vic country didn't do anything and then now he's the best player in the competition like that is a, that is unbelievable like how that happened is incredible yeah it's like it's like buying stocks and stuff it it's is. just a really interesting kind it of is. like growth over time hindsight yeah. Did you like you? You're a Melbourne man, so you would have liked that. I did. I did enjoy that. Mm. Mm. Another honourable mention. Yes. Speaking of Melbourne, I love the Nathan Jones episode. Yeah, I know. that was that was good for all the D's nuffies and AFL nuffies out there. Yeah. I think oh, we, we've spoken about him a lot, but he was he was awesome. Um, I don't know. You have an opinion on people? Not an opinion, but you have like maybe a preconceived idea of people and what they're going to be like. And he was everything and more. Just a great guy. So in touch with. I think, like, to be completely honest, and I think we even had this chat in it, I was thinking, because if I was in his position and going through what he went through, I would, I reckon I would have been a bit, like, pissed off. Oh, you'd have to be. Like, as in pissed off and disappointed, but the way he articulated and how he'd worked through that and used it as, like, yeah, you know, I didn't get what I wanted, but I learned so much more about myself. Yeah. It's just, like... Such a positive experience for him, which you just can't believe. Yeah. And his story's... So such a good example of that because he is the epitome of someone who deserved a premiership mm. or deserved what they didn't get. Mm. So like he's the perfect person to kind of speak mm. on that subject, which is probably why he got forced to learn from it and Definitely. grow and accept it. But it goes back to everything. Else. It's like you don't really deserve anything, do we? Like we just have to keep going and he just said it as well. It's like you'd be bitter or you'd be better and we say it all the time. It's not what happens. It's how you react to it. You just got to keep punching and and he's done that. He's dominating now and in his um, respective field and has a love of his teammates and fans and everything. But yeah, very cool. An example of like someone who like we're really grateful to get in because like he didn't go to someone else and kind of speak about that first. He could have. He came to us, yeah. which is really cool and that happens a fair bit, which is like part no, of the that. beauty of the show. Um, I'll go through a few of mine. I five. Uh, Jonah Oliver. I don't know if I can speak speaking about this guy, but I just, if you haven't listened to that one, please do. Maybe talk about the Cam Smith thing, because that, that's the part that I found the most interesting. Oh, about when he, he hooked log and sinkered me? Yes. Yeah. There's, but there's just the certain, story as well is quite good. Yeah. There's certain things that pop up in episodes, and I can tell straight away when you like them, because yeah. you just have this like look in your eye, mm. and then the following two, three, four weeks, about it. <laughs> you keep bringing yeah. it up in the other episodes, and Jonah Oliver was definitely one of those episodes. Yeah. Would you want to explain that part? Do you remember it? Confidence versus competence? No, I like that one too. But I was more, yeah, that part, sorry. So we're talking about confidence versus competence and how 
you know, everyone overrates confidence. It's like, oh, I'm not feeling confident. I can't do this. He goes, no, no, there's no such thing as confidence. It's about competent, competency. So like, if you're not competent in doing something, you can't be confident in, you know, doing it. And, um, you, you know, did this incredible chat. And I was like, fucking hell, that makes so much sense. Like, the only time I've ever been nervous in something is because I'm not confident, uh, competent in it or I haven't done it enough to be confident. And um, we're talking about that. Then I was like, oh, yeah. But it reminds me of the time, you know, like, Cam Smith and I was at the Open and I was watching him and he's coming to the last round. He's like one over or under. He like needs to like shoot this uh, score to win. And he was walking up there and he was just so calm and confident. Like he just knew what he was doing. You really built it up. Really, like I was telling him like five minutes and I was like, I'm doing a great job here. I was like, I'm really just calm. He's just so confident. Like how is he so confident in these situations? He's not panicking at all. And Jonah's like, mate, he was – like, let me stop you there. The whole before that, he had a sip of water and nearly choked on his water. Like, he was that nervous. He was that afraid and had so much performance anxiety, but he just had the confidence that he knew that he could get it done. And I was like, yes, okay. Light bulb. We just spoke about this for a half an hour, but I didn't pick up on it. But, yeah, it was, I love that chap. Anyway, great guy. Listen to that episode. The other one was um, Salte with The Bridge Project. Um Awesome dude, love this chat. Just you know, so open about his life um, and his you know uh, his struggles and successes. Um, being you know a young guy from Shepparton, getting into a bit of trouble, committing some crimes, unfortunately landing in prison, turned his life around, and now doing some incredible work with the Bridge Project. Um, Gary Jubelin, another one that we really enjoyed. Did that one up in Sydney. Gary Jubelin obviously does. He has one of the biggest you know crime podcasts in Australia. He's a former detective, has worked on some of the biggest cases. Um, in Australian, yeah, like massively. They even got like a, I think he had an underbelly badness that he was on, like it was about him and a case that he was doing. So he was really, really good. The other one was Will Murray recently. Um, Will's actually messaged us last week. We, because this episode was so late in the year, it didn't, it's actually qualifying for the 2023 best and fairest. That's fair. So he didn't, he'll be in that next year. No, no qualms whatsoever and could take it out, but he reckons that he would have won it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, which is not now that's far confidence. from the truth. It is, yeah. it is, that is competence is that- and confidence. So he was awesome. And one that I just really loved, and Jazz, you know, the Tofu Princess, she doesn't necessarily love giving me feedback that's positive. Compliments. Compliments a lot of the time, I would say. But she really loved the Vincent Aducci episode. Not so much of me, just of him, I think, but <laughs> just like loved it. Just really, she's like, it was so like raw in terms of like, you know, not scripted and there was a lot of fuck-ups in there and a lot of like, poor, like just, we were just sort of chatting and just buzzing. But it was just a good episode for, she said, for like young people that maybe don't know what they want to do yet or can are looking at that in entrepreneurial sort of side of things. And um, if you looked at it like, you know, she sort of spelled this out after, but she goes, if you think about it, like you two, none of you have degrees in what you're doing. And he definitely doesn't. He said that as well. Like he's like, he's not a designer. He's just no skills in that, but he just went out and created this awesome brand. And what was your advice for you at the start of the year? Take risks. There you go. Love that. That's a, that's a circular. It's a theme. Here. Sam, a circular. I really enjoyed that. That was There's really a good. Here. That was a bit of Jonah all over about that. I'm not going to lie. Didn't he just read the moment he did. perfectly? Let he me did. stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just shh. Um, anyway, let's get uh, into a gentleman. We're going to call, uh, we are going to call, who are we calling? Let me see. We're going to call, we're going to call Shane. Shane is our friend. Hello, it's Shane. Shane, it's Dylan Buckley, mate. How are you? And Darcy and Sam. Oh, 
G'day, mate. How you going? Good. What's happening? Yeah. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> what were you yeah, listening to? Ah, uh, dude. Uh, I don't know now. Uh, <laughs> oh, how good. Awesome. Hey, yeah, mate. Um, Esbone and Darcy uh, here good. as well. Oh, g'day, lad. How g'day, are mate. You? How you going? Shane, how are Very you? Very well. Hey, Shane. Um, What's happening? Mate, we're just calling you. Thank you so much for your love and support and entering the uh, the BNF this year, mate. We uh, we really, really appreciate everything. And um, yeah, just want to say g'day and have a chat and uh, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Where are you from? How old are you? What's happening? Uh, I'm from Perth. Um, I'm a Fridgey, 30 years, 31 in a week. Just I'm flat out at the moment. Air conditioning and it's 35 degrees. So absolutely love that. Hey, is this correct in saying that you only found the podcast this year and you'd already caught up on every episode? Yeah, I found it probably like uh, not every episode. I, I found it probably late oh. June. I started listening and I just started at Emma Murray and listened all the way up until I sort of caught up. Live, and then I've gone back and listened to us like um, Andrew Russell and a few other things since. So, what is some of your favourite, Shane? Oh, the Andrew Russell one's the one I've probably sent to the most people. Andrew Shane Russell, did you say? Andrew Russell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, me too, mate. I love that one. The one I'd probably repeat this nearly every episode, and people get sick of it when he spoke at the end about about grit and just like rocking up when even when it's like you know it's raining, you don't want to go, but you just get it done and you just want to be that person who shows up. Yeah, man, you mentioned a lot of um always in the back of your mind, eh? <laughs> 100%. But, um, yeah, even all these just we talked about sleep and all those, like, learnt beats from that. And, you know, now times people just say, oh, I'm just knackered all the time. Like, oh, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Mate, thank you again so much for everything, mate. We've got to um, get your details off the line and I'm going to send you a Doing Friends um, merch pack and, and just can't thank you enough for all your love and support this year, mate. And, and being a part of it really does mean a lot. No, nah, legends. No, nah, thank you guys. You guys do an awesome job, eh? It's really good. It's, I've learned heaps of... Uh, Evolved a lot, listened back to a lot, and yeah, you guys are making a huge difference. So you can't under undersell it. So you're doing an awesome job. So oh, I appreciate it. Well, means a lot. Thank you. And, and lastly, is there anyone that you'd um, you'd really want to hear? Is there anyone that's just tickling going? You'd love to get them on the show? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, it'd be good to hear from Sam Doherty or Ben Cunnington. Yeah. Some of the things they've gone through. Yeah. But obviously, I don't know if that's tough for them to talk about or not. So, but that'd be that'd be awesome. Ah, mate, you're a star. We really, really do appreciate it. Have a great Christmas, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully be over in WA soon, mate, and, and do some um, some cool stuff over there as well. So, we'd love to love yeah, to catch mate, up in person, have a couple of cordials. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Shane. Cheers. What a good man. What a lovely guy. Man, we I don't we say this every time, but why do we not? We've got to do this more next yeah. year. Hey, your uh, your eyes lit up then when uh, Ben when Cunnington. Just ben Cunnington. Yeah, I, I, mm. he'd be great. He'd be awesome. Well, I just don't. We just it, haven't had any. North players. We on. haven't had any North players. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had any North players. But obviously, Ben Cunnington is uh, a star. Um, but do you know about Ben Cunnington? Notorious for not doing. An that's what I mean. I think it's hard to get someone. Yeah, I'd like to think. You know, if we're going to set high and take risks and go for it, I reckon we could get him. It'd be yeah, it's a great challenge. And he's a good fisherman to too. On. Loves fishing. Obviously, got an incredible story with what he's been through. You know, Sammy and him. Are really quite they talk a fair bit about uh everything that they've you know been through and um yeah seems like a great guy so i would love to have him on the pod next year if we possibly could but again shane how good he's like you know it'd be obviously very hard to talk about that but um you would love to get him on well imagine getting sam and ben on if ben didn't want to do what, it by what have you done today that he had a half strength coffee before oh, no. it's doing can wonders we just feed him them every day this bloke's fucking he's on he's on oh Come <laughs> on, stop! Yeah. Can we say well, by the way? He was. I on. hope people are picking up on this, but we we actually 
don't think the wolf nickname is cool. We are taking the piss with that. Or is it oh, worth- are we? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool. You've got to yeah. steer into the crash. Yeah, we love it. Just stay safe. Yeah, we love that. Um, let's go through the top 10, shall we? Let's do, do it. it. So, the, so this is 10 to 6. Number 10. Peter Bowl. Peter Bowl. Peter Bowl. Pete. Incredible. I was genuinely excited when Peter was coming up. Yeah. We spoke to Peter as well. We spoke to Peter as well just after he um, competed. I think, sorry, just after he got home, which was a couple of months after his race. But um, incredible guy in the Olympics, obviously. And just, it's weird to say this, but like that was nearly just one. Everyone thinks like that's what he's known for and that's his thing. But it, listening to that episode, it was like one of a million other things that we touched on that were so interesting in that episode. Like, you know, being from WA and how he got into his running and he was actually on basketball scholarship and just all the things he's learned from that. And even being an individual athlete, like I didn't know a lot about that as well, which is like super hard, you know, like getting your own funding to go to these games, your own sponsorships and how hard it is. Like your team's so minimal compared to playing in like, you know, professional sports that have teams around them. So it was a real eye-opener. How do you think you'd go – like in uh, individual sport, like well. especially like running, it yeah. would be very monotonous. It's 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 takes a special person, I think, to be able to do that. Um, like, you have to be very self motivated, I think. Yeah, imagine like all the times you train with Carlton, maybe like add another training onto it each week, and you're doing them all by yourself. Maybe yeah, with a group, but like you're in your own game. Yeah, and you've really like in team sports, you are very much competing against your own teammates. But this is different. Um, I loved what he said as well. And you might have to refresh me on this paraphrasing of this quote, but it was about like when he was running and he's like, oh, everyone can run fast, but can you do it when it counts? You know, like on the big stage, big stage. you know, in the Olympics, you know, like these times, you know, you can run them and you track your home deck, but you're there, you're in a different time zone, you got to rock up and he goes, you'll fucking get it done. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Mm. Just like the, the Olympics just being one event, like imagine messing it up. It's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. And that just links back to Jonah Oliver as well, who spoke about a similar thing. I'm sure they would have worked together, to be honest, without confirming. I reckon they would have. Were you here for Peter Bowl? I wasn't here for Peter Bowl, but I... Oh, my God. So Darcy wow. wasn't even here for Peter Bowl yet. That's how new Darcy is. That's the impact this man's had. We think he's been here forever. Crazy. <laughs> you weren't here for Peter Bowl. When was Peter Bowl? Was he early? Yeah, he was very early. It was yeah, very early. Started April, so... Very early in the year. I must reckon been... he must have been really very early in the year. Um, number nine. Drum roll. Maybe we could add in a drum roll. No, I like the I like authentic. The table as well. Okay. Job Watson. Job. Job was great. Joby, Joby. Joby, Joby. You knew Job was going to be good. We did. Yeah. We weren't surprised with that one. Job was one where you had it in the calendar and I was sort of looking forward to it for the entire week. That's nice. nice. That's really nice. That's nice. You should tell to me that. It. You should tell me that more. I like that. I think that's um, about Job, not you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he was good. He was um awesome guy. Oh, it was one of those ones as well when you get people on. I get really nervous asking people on the show. Why, would, why is that? I don't know. Just sometimes, like, I didn't really know Job that well. Like, Is it rejection? Rejection, but also, like, I, for someone that asks people on their show a lot, it's something that I hate putting people out of their time. So I always think that, like, someone's, they're always, they're not going to be keen or they don't want to do it, which is totally fair enough. But I think it's just mentally for me, like, going, oh, fuck, you know, I'm asking him, he's got to come here and do it. Like, wasting his time. Is he going to actually want to do it or is he just doing it for a favour? But... He couldn't have been more like so, and, and to be honest, everyone's keen to do it once they get here. Um, but that's just in my head. I build that up, so I was like really scared, messaging him, being like, "Oh no, is he actually going to come?" And came in and absolutely dominated. 
one one part that stuck with me with Joe was him talking about when you know he was going through a hard time. You moved to the New York, and then he was walking around the streets in Melbourne before he left, looking at the ground because he didn't want anyone to talk to him. Mm. Imagine that, and then and then obviously the positive side of going to New York. He he started walking around. And he could you know be himself and you know expose himself and wasn't worried about someone giving him weird looks. Imagine going through something like that. That would be character defining. I remember he said. When he was in Melbourne going through that whole saga, he said he was existing but not really living. And I think at the time, like, no one was really thinking about the toll it was taking on, on, on all those players. So yeah. it was so interesting just hearing him discuss that, yeah. It was. My probably favourite part, like, of the, the chat and what I got out the most of it was obviously that part, but then what happened next and how he said that, you know, when he moved to the States and started hanging out with people that he didn't know and were new people and new experiences and you know, being out of your comfort zone and, and learning new things, being open to like doing new things where he was going like kayaking and mountain climbing and just shit that he just didn't normally traditionally do. And like I think about that, you know, we, we always internalize and reflect and go, fuck, has that happened to me? And I think always if there's one bit of advice that I could say to someone is like get, try and find another friendship group outside of your own, try and move into state for work if that opportunity comes up. You know, go overseas and if you if you can and if you want to travel and meet new people, like getting out of your comfort zone and, and meeting people that you don't necessarily have anything in common with, you can learn so much from. And I think for me, I was so like in my own world when I was younger too, like reflecting on it. And I was like, I'm also in my own world. I lived in a like three kilometer radius, you know, like went to school, lived at home, played it. And I was like, didn't move out of that bubble. And then when I like went and met new people and that I was like, geez, what are the odds? You fucking learn something from other people because you're not used to just hearing the same shit all the time. Yeah. Um, and generally your life improves. And generally life improves. We just, it broadens your, uh, it broadens your perspective. Perspective is a word. Yeah, it's a great word. It, it broadens your perspective on life because like if you hang around the same people all the time, you're getting one opinion and normally you got to like be able to talk to different people with different beliefs and different journeys and I don't know, that's one thing I love about the show as much. But I, I think for me that was a, a real big going, fuck, that that was – I had a very similar circumstance, not on that scale, but, you know, res- uh, respective to like my own situation, that was that for me. Mm. One way I always think about it and what you're describing right now is you can you can know things, but you can't – sometimes you don't understand them. Yes. And I think when you do open up your perspectives for real and go traveling and mm. move to different places, you knew these things before, but now you understand them. Mm. Do you know what I mean by that? I do. Yeah. And I was watching Good Will Hunting the other night. So, you know, when Robin Williams sits down with Matt Damon on the bench and prior to that, the scene is like Matt Damon goes into the office with him and he's like looking at the painting being like, you married the one woman and he just digs in and like cracks it. And then after that, Robin Williams is like, you know, you, you kept me up all night, you like all this sort of stuff. And then he, he I's like, I went into a deep peaceful sleep because I realised you're just a boy and you know nothing. He's like, you know, if I went here, if, if I asked you about uh, paintings, you could tell me about Vincent van Gogh and all these things, but have you ever been to the 16th chapel and, and seen it in real life? And he's like, if I told you about girls, you'd tell about da 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 Tell me like, a poet, yeah, he's William like, Shakespeare. Yeah, and he's like, if I told you about love, and he goes, you'd do this. He goes, but have you ever, you know, relied on someone? And he's like, that was it. It's like, you don't fucking know anything. You have no experiences. You've never been out of like this town. Um, so you don't actually know anything about it. As much as you can know, you don't know. So It's literally you, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're talking about it, but you don't know. Exactly. It. Yeah, I like that. That's one of the best fucking movies ever, by the way. I've seen it about 40 times. Oh, it doesn't – you don't want to watch it – got to watch it when you want to watch it. Like you got to be in the mood to – because there's so much in it. But that bit gets me 
that hits me in the feels. I was tearing up at that. I loved it. You know, it's my favorite without getting into cool yeah. hell things, but the same ways like my favorite time in the mornings when I walk up to your house and I'm hoping that yeah, you're not I there. Know. No, it's goosebumps. There's a, <laughs> one more bit of that when he's like, they're having the fight, the two, uh, the mathematician and the psych, I can't remember their names. And he's like, do you know why he hangs around with those guys? Because if he asked, they'd fucking kill someone for him. Like, yeah, you know, they, they, mate, they'd sit down in traffic yeah, for him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. So that was what we got at Joe Watson. Somehow so, got into Goodwill hunting. Number six, Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> number eight, Big Cox. Before the drum roll. Sorry. Big Matt, uh, Meso, Coxie. What do you guys think? I, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know Mason coming in, but yeah, really enjoyed it. I loved it. I. I didn't really know a heap about him before he came on, which is, a, you know, it's the case with a lot of our guests, but I reckon he's a guy who some people might have an opinion of yep. that it's not necessarily negative, but it's just like this preconceived idea of well, who he is. Well, he puts himself out there a lot, yeah. which is important, and, and we love that. But you know, he's I, opinionated, yeah. which isn't a bad thing, but then as soon as he came on, completely shifts perspective, and a lot of people said that in the feedback. Such a, like a, a nice... And funny dude, just like so lighthearted. Yeah. Really honest. I like his honesty. Yeah. Yeah, me too. No, I loved him. I think awesome guy. Um, I think, you know, when you break down what he's actually done, you think about it, he's one of the first Americans to come over here and play AFL. Like he's absolutely torn games to shred. When we spoke to him, he was out of the team. So I remember speaking to him and I hope he doesn't, I think he said this on his podcast since, but he was like, I'm probably done. Like at that time and fast forward, coincidence I think not he just finished the year and played some incredible footy with the pies and look what they were able to do by the end of the season so um, yeah you're never out of it that's for sure he started as a category B rookie yeah which is like you know nobody thinks you're going to make it and he like tore up prelims like he's people wrote him off a lot of times it's pretty cool the story about um, getting poked in the eye as well and having to sit in his room for like two weeks and not be able to move off his back and that was like it's nearly torture Seriously, like, and he, he said not really many people that reached out is. to him, so he was essentially alone the whole and time. blind in his room for like... The only, one of the only people that reached out to him was Eddie McGuire. Eddie, yeah. Which is crazy. Before we get into the seven, eight, uh, seven, six, five, and four, let's call someone. Hello, Luke speaking. Luke, it's Dylan. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. Dylan Buckley, yes, sorry. Yeah, good, oh, good. Actually? Yeah, yeah, what's happening? <laughs> Mate, not much at all. Actually, a lot, but um, <laughs> it's insane. Mate, it's Darcy, uh, me, and uh, S-Bone here as well. Mate, you're on the Dylan Friends BNF episode. We appreciate you, my friend, and just want to be a big uh, big thank you for the year. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a friend of the show. And, yeah, just thanks so much, bro. Mate, thank you very much for the call. It's, it's been amazing. So, um, yeah, really appreciate yeah everything that you guys do. And, yeah, wow, look at that. So, mate, tell us a bit about yourself. How old are you? Where you're from? What are you doing with you? Are you a Queenslander as well? I, I'm, I'm an SA boy, but, okay. um, yeah, moved up to Queensland. Um, yeah, I run my own business uh, well, with, a, with a couple of other lads. So, mate, you started a business. What's, uh, what's that about? You started with four mates. You're from Adelaide now living in Queensland. What's happened there? Yeah, so there, there's three of us. Um, we uh, we started a business called the Movement Standard. Um, so it's uh, just outside of Brisbane CBD. And um, yeah, mate, we, we take care of all of your, your performance work and your, your physio, and we've even got a little dietetics wing there as well, mate. So um, pretty good uh, little client base in there. We've been doing yeah really well since uh, since we kicked off about three years ago now. Unbelievable. Anyone in Brisbane, make sure you go check that out, please. Definitely. Don't. I'm looking it up on online now. The Movement Standard dot com dot au. 
Um, I'm sure you boys are doing an incredible job. Hey, is, um, has any episode um, stuck out to you this year, mate? Have you enjoyed anyone more than any others? Mate, the, uh, the MMO uh, episode to kick the year off, fantastic. Um, and I was also a big fan of the, uh, the Nick Rewalt uh, episode as well. So, um, yeah, mate, just, just love the, uh, the guests that you guys are getting in there. And, um, yeah, just, just keep them rolling in next year. Can't wait to hear some more. Definitely, mate, we will. And, uh, mate, because of your incredible um, support and everything there and um, all the love and support and the incredible message you sent me as well, and honestly did um, by, by everything that, really hit me in the feels um just talking about your story and, and everything so i just want to say thank you for that on a personal note i won't read it out because i will definitely cry i want to say because of that you are my pick and, and winner for the the coin spot giveaway this year and um would love to be able to send you up 500 dollars of uh, bitcoin for you and say thank you so much to you um for, for everything in, in 2022 oh mate that's amazing thank you so much and um mate just yeah keep doing what you're doing you're, you're inspiring heaps mate and probably more than you know so Mate, um, yeah, truly blessed, and um, thank you so much. Incredible, mate. Thank you so much. We're going to send you that all your details and get it off here and, and make sure we do and, and send you a full merch pack for you and the family and, and anything you like, mate. If you're ever in Melbourne, more than welcome to pop by in the studio and we'll have to uh, we'll have a chat. Mate, I'll hold you to that. That sounds like a plan. Fantastic. Damn. Absolutely, mate. Legend. See you, brother. You thank you, mate. Bye. Luke, what a star. What a great guy. Um, as I said, he wrote some incredible words and has been a big supporter for a long time, so very happy to give him the uh, the announcement of the, the BNF. Uh, and Luke's been listening for four years. Four years, yeah. Dyson Daniels, Nick Rewalt, Nico Hines, his favourite episodes. And, um, yeah, just a, just a river bloke. It's so cool. Love talking to people. Love talking to people. He um, he said as well, which we offered to ask him about, but more Australian entrepreneurs on the show. Andrew Welsh, John Eels, Guy Leach. Um, would also be great to hear some more uh, mental health stories. David Schwartz, Mark... Um, Majak Daw and Kate McCarthy, which um, he'd love to do as well. So huge. We really appreciate it. What a, what a great guy. And just going back to uh, Shane, who we spoke to before, Shane, Shane, Shane from WA. Uh, he said, caught me off guard a bit there, yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I think we should have maybe warned <laughs> <before laughs> <again. laughs> I don't know how I could It's so hard to like, like when anyone calls you to remember what to say, like we probably should have just like. Anyway, well, next time. But okay. then you lose the you initial lose the hype. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you lose the surprise. But basically what Shane, Shane sent a message saying, um, I just wanted to add this. Huge congratulations to Dylan on the baby news. Gave a little cheer in my car when I heard that. Felt like one of my mates had told me. Absolutely <laughs> made awesome. my day. Stoked for you, mate. Also, you guys are genuinely making a massive difference. Keep doing what you're doing and trusting your gut. 2022 was a massive year for you guys. I think you genuinely took the podcast to another level with the type and the quality of guests you had on, and it was such a great direction to go in. So many guests of yours I never knew existed six months ago, and they are now huge influences on me in my life. I then pass on that advice to the next person, even if they don't listen to the pod, so it all reaches so much further Jesus than you Christ. than you can imagine. It's kidding me a bit, Joe. No, actually. Keep it up, legends. Merry Christmas. Wow. Shane's got some fucking heart to him. Mate, that's, that's unbelievable. What a... That's really sweet. How's <sighs> that, how does that make you feel? Pretty good. Yeah, good. So it's just, it's just actually really hard to like. Don't know. Don't know You're crying. Yeah. No, that's okay. Mm. Okay. Um, anyway, thank you. <laughs> we are. Thank you. And, and we are only on. Yeah. Uh, how many? How many? This is why I don't like. I can't like. They're very nice, but they're nice to sort of read by yourself in a room. It's got a lot of dust in it. So you just sort of, a lot of onions around. A lot of onions in this room that I'm um, in right now. But that was incredible. Um, I th- yeah, it was good. Really and we're nice. only on the uh, what are we? Three seventh. Seventh out of ten. <laughs> Seven out of ten. 
That was beautiful. That was unbelievable. But how, what the, it, why is everyone like a fucking poet that we speak to at the moment? Like, what, He's giving advice out at the end that's like the best advice I've ever heard. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Really beautiful. Oh, what a star. All right. In All right. seventh place. Seventh place. Take it away. The Big Lordo. Big People Sledgehammer. What a great man. Is it the People Sledgehammer? It is now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the Violet. Violent, violent sledgehammer. I don't watch the show. Oh, no, dude. Totally. Oh, sorry. Neither. Um, great episode. Great episode. Great guy. Loved his honesty. Obviously, we know what he's like. Like, just his honesty around the um, how, like, he was as a player. Like, he's so strict and, like, a harsh, not harsh, uh, um, honest teammate. Like, just wanted, like, that bit that sticks out the most from that episode was when he was, he just became captain and he'd go into the end of year meetings and he'd sit there with Kevin Sheedy and be like, write down six names on a piece of paper and be like, I want these guys gone. Yeah. Like, just, he and was just, he's like, well, mate, like, they're, they're in contract. He goes, I want them gone. Like, he was trying to, like, cut his own team, but that's just how bad he wanted success. And it wasn't emotional. No, it wasn't. Emo- no. It was just like, you're not good enough. Don't be here. Mm. And it, it sounded like he was just relentless like that. From the, the get-go, like mm. he said he entered the club 16, 17-year-old and he's walking into Sheeds' office saying, yep. I'm going better than these blokes. I should be playing. Man, who says that? that? I reckon he – I don't think he'll mind me saying this because after this – no, no, I, I did say to him what was the, the number. So a lot of people after that were like, you know how he told the story about um, how he went – he wasn't playing in his first couple of years and he went up to them and said, I'm going to leave because you're not playing me. And then they slid back a contract and said, no, no, you're going to stay. No, we like you. We like you. So I said to him after that, because I ran into him at the draft, and I was like, everyone kept saying to me, what was that contract that you were on? And he's like, he goes, um, Greg Williams had just won the Brownlow the year before, and I think he was on 250 grand, and they offered him the same money. That's crazy. So he hadn't, I think he, I don't think he played a game yet, and that was what they had offered. So Greg Williams was like the peak. Yeah, I think he just won the brown. I think uh, this could be don't sue us for defamation, Greg, if you're listening. But I think that was the <laughs> well, the like story. Dollar sign aside, yeah. Basically, the idea was that like he got offered to, uh, yeah. in today's market, you know, close to a million dollars. Probably, so, yeah. Which is yeah. wild. Which is yeah, which is wild. So without even really being able to play as as much as he wanted to, they said like, no, we see you here as this and crazy. Great episode. Loved Great episode. it. Number six, Darcy's man. Darcy's friend. Darcy's friend. My best bud. Nico Hines. Now, just before we get it, is it Nico Hine or Nico Hines? Hines. 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 That's what, yeah, that's what I thought. But everyone's like, it's Hine. I'm like, I don't know. There's not, you're not talking about Nico Hines. There's not many of Nico Hines. That's his name. Mm. That's him. It's not the, yeah. yeah, it's not the yeah. Hines. What do you think it's, of him? I loved him, man. Yeah. Firstly, which has no impact in anything, but when I saw him in real life, was nervous. Just like big, strapping, handsome. Isn't he handsome? Like big guy. Big, like I'm talking massive. Like he's really, really big. This is a weird one and I don't know how it's going to be taken, but he kind of looks a bit like Heath Ledger to me. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not I weird. Saw, no, I saw that in as well. I was like this. Yeah. And he's just like like massive muscles. So good looking fella. Even better bloke. What do we think about the actual yeah, podcast? No, like even 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 better guy. Like that that shows his his character. Um, unbelievable story, and like even you know it's, we haven't done a lot of league episodes, but we didn't even talk about his actual football ability. The whole sort of podcast, which is which is crazy in itself. You know, going from a guy who really struggled to even get into the NRL, had his own you know mental health challenges prior to being 
um, drafted with with some family uh, issues as well growing up and you know his, his mum being in and out of prison which he was you know incredibly uh, honoured for him to be able to tell us about that stuff because you know it is it is obviously really hard to talk about but he does it because he wants to raise awareness and and make other people feel super comfortable in that space too but yeah had a tough tough you know upbringing but he doesn't regret any of that he absolutely loves it and loves his family and loves what you know that taught him um to then having some you know going through a bit of a mental health battle um as a teenager um that got you know really really serious before that he was even picked up by any clubs and aaron booth yep aaron booth he's one of his one of his best mates aaron booth who i actually saw recently yeah. Is at the Gold Coast Titans. Yes. Is he coaching there now? No, he's Cause, no, cause he's injured. He's yeah, he, but I he think what happened was ACL. His ACL. So did he something happened, I think, where this because in this story that Nico talks about, like he this Aaron Booth, I was like, this guy must be like the best fucking guy in the world. He's a good um man. you know, if you've heard the podcast, Aaron Booth, you know, quite literally really helped Nico in a time of need and was one that he confided in with his depression and and his shame around that. Yep. And Aaron, um, you know, really helped him to, you know, get help and to encourage him all that sort of stuff. And I saw something recently with Aaron Booth that he'd been injured and, you know, I think he's been injured for a while and the Gold Coast still signed him on again just because they spoke about like how yeah. just a much of a good person he is. I think he must be one that we have to get on the show next year. Definitely. Yeah. I think he's um, like he's one of those culture guys yep. who's, you know, he's just so good for the environment at the club. Um as is like Nico. Um, yeah. I mean, he spoke about in that potty, like the, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but the chats around mental health that he did yeah. at the Storm. I remember sitting in one of those rooms and he's he literally had the whole club, staff, players, coaches, everyone. And like that's the f- first time he'd really done those chats and he just had everyone like glued him. to him. And, you know, even when he first said like how hard that was for him to versus what he's done now in that space, be able to tell his story as well is, is unbelievable and how much he's sort of broken down those barriers for people even when they were really missing their family and everyone's he's like you know who's missing their family and everyone put their hand up and yeah like how how many of you have asked each other like how they're going so that was um you know super powerful but on the other side of that as well of him you know which i'm not surprised about but him as like an athlete being able to like play at melbourne storm the stuff he speaks about there um and then go and get traded to the sharks and then win the deli. Like oh, it's just yeah. the craziest story. Like, yeah, what a what a crazy crazy time for him. Beautiful, loved it. Great guy. Why don't we call someone else? Let's call Let's someone call else. Someone. Okay. Who are we gonna call? Hello, Hello, how mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Hey, mate. It's Dill Buckley. How are you? Good, thanks, Dill. How are you, Captain? Good, mate. We're just uh, checking in. Darcy here. Sammy. We're just um, checking in on our good friends, and wanted to give you a big, big thank you and a virtual hug through the phone for a lot of love and support in 2022. I love it, mate. Love the work you boys do. I appreciate it, mate. We love very you good too. Listening. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. What's um? How old are you? Where do you live? What's your interests? Yeah, so I'm 35. Uh, live in Melbourne. So northwestern suburbs out near the airport. Uh, teacher, enjoy footy, mate. Enjoy sport. Mate, we love it. Thank you so much. Hey, what, I was going through um, a couple of your answers again. Thanks so much for entering the the B and F. We're going to send you a big Dylan Friends merch pack for um for jumping on, mate, and um and filling out all that stuff, which was really really cool. I was really intrigued as well with your top three favorite episodes of 2022. You had Emma Murray, which I think everyone has because she yeah. is the goat. But then Joan yeah. Oliver, which was probably one of my favorites of the year, and Vin and. Ali, which was also an awesome app. 
Yeah, absolutely. I just think, like, I probably missed, I reckon, the first year to 18 months of the podcast. It's probably a good and one to skip, to be honest. Been... <laughs> I'm being completely honest. It's probably a good thing you missed that. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, but, no, just going back, and I just love, I guess, you know, the people that you've had on and yourself and, and the boys in the minis and whatnot, just the things that you talk about and, you know, how you look after your mental well-being and it's just bloody inspiring, mate. And it's certainly given me a bit of inspiration and a boost in my day-to-day workings and how I live my life. So, just, yeah, I those three podcasts probably stood out to me just in terms of the little things that I've changed day to day. Mate, I really appreciate that. Through. Yeah, I that, love it, mate. Yeah, that that mate. does really does warm our heart as well. I've, I've seen um, through this as well, you've also started a little pod with a few mates. Give us a bit of a, a rundown of that one and what's what's it about, Who, what have you done with it, um, and um, we'll have to check yeah. it out. Yeah, beautiful. It's just a couple of mates, basically. We just, we're talking about doing sort of a pod around our growing up, say, through the 90s and late 80s and whatnot and just having a chat about that and it just sort of morphed into, oh, we'll do one about gaming because we're all sort of interested in our topic. And, yeah, basically we just have a chat, talk about, we've only, I think we've done five apps so far, so not not too far in. But, yeah, just having a bit of a chat about what, what our interests are, some news and stuff like that and sort of just trying to map out where we might take in the future at the moment. How good, Benny? What's it called? Uh, level Above. Level above, mm. very good. Yeah. Good name. That's yeah. good name. Very good branding. <laughs> Love that. Hey, um, Benny, if there's one message that you've loved the most this year from a certain guest, is there a little nugget of gold that has stuck with you the most? Uh, I can't remember if it was on the first. I'm pretty sure it was Emma Murray, but I can't remember if it was on the first app you did with her or the second one about habit stacking. Mm. Just little things, putting your phone down when you take the dog out for walk, bloody doing things when you're brushing your teeth, shit like that. I just try to do it daily now, and you just get a little bit of time back. Love it. That's so cool. Is there, is there anyone else that you'd sort of want us to chat with next year? Is there anyone in, in the works that you'd think, geez, that'd be a good episode? I'd love to hear something from them. Good question, mate. I don't actually think I wrote anything uh, specific on the answer I submitted to you guys. Um, I can't think of anyone. Just I just love the people that you do get in because, you know, everyone's got their own story and it's bloody great to hear, you know, people that have come from nothing essentially and work their way through to build a successful career in their chosen field. Love it. No, it's awesome, mate. As I said, mate, we really, really, really do appreciate it and thank you so much for all the incredibly kind words, your love and support this year, listening to the show. Um, yeah, we just we honestly can't uh, thank you enough for everything. So I just want to say a big, big thank you from uh, Sammy Das and the rest of the crew here. And, um, yeah, we look forward to hopefully providing some good stuff in in, um, in 23. Yeah, no, that's amazing, mate. Thank you very much to all you boys and, and the crew at producing and whatnot that put it together. Love it. Appreciate thank you it. so much. Cheers. Cheers, Dale. What a star. Ben, thank you so Benny much. Boy. Yeah, Benny Boy, great guy. Right. I, just, I love the fact that he started the podcast as well. Awesome. Level above. Check Level it out. Above. Gaming. It. Nostalgic gaming. Would that be right in saying that's probably the... Yep. Growing up in the 90s. Growing up in the 90s. Nostalgia, I Don, think. What was your 90s... Um, game that you played as a kid I'll go mm. I had a Nintendo 64 mm. the three games I had were Donkey Kong but the Donkey Kong where it was like yeah Donkey Kong where you like you're a Donkey Kong and you're like going around <laughs> in the world I never knew what the aim of the games I just rolled around mm. you know what I mean like there was no I think it was to get the um the the buckets or whatever it was no that's that's the other one you're thinking oh that no, was the, yeah that one anyway so I had that another one called Bomberman 
Bummer man. Did you ever have that? How early are we talking? Are you talking about when you're like you're five years old or something? Yeah, I reckon I would have been around that age. Okay, I was yeah. going to go more in like Tony Hawk or something. Oh, okay, I had Tony Hawk as well. Tony Hawk, but that was big. on PlayStation. Yeah, PS1. were you good at it? I was really good. No, nah, it was terrible. I, didn't, yeah. I, I never, I never really grasped grasped like the career. You know how you go career mode and you try and beat the game. I just yeah. did like just free w- skate. One hit, yeah. one yeah. Free skate, just go and just tear up like my favorite parks and listen to the music. Never played career mode. Boring. No, boring. Don't tell me what to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a free skater. Um, we'll check that one out, guys. Level above um, Benny's podcast with a few mates. Getting out there and getting started. We love that. And we're into the top five, ladies and gentlemen. We are into the top five. How bloody exciting is this? Uh, okay. Top five. The queen. The queen, the king, the everything of Dylan Friends. The alumni member. Like This is a second top, second top five finish. Touch, hug, hug your animal, kids, you know, partner. That is a great way to break a stress cycle. Cold water, the whole getting in cold water thing. Now, that's super hard. I'm not a great lover of cold water, but actually a warm bath as well is a really good way to break the stress cycle. Humming. What humming does is it sends a, it, it like vibrates our vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is going from your mind to your body and it is triggering the stress response. Sing will do a similar thing, humming, singing. So all of these little things, that's managing that stress cycle. Rather than just giving yourself over to it, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, this is a big race, I can't do this. You know, that's what we do. We drop into the stress cycle and we just get worse and worse and worse. We already have habits in our life, mm. cleaning our teeth, you know, having a coffee. Um, we, when you sit down and look at your life, there's a lot of habits that you do every single day. And to just bring in a new habit is very difficult. So if someone said to you, um, Dill, why don't you go an hour and a half a day with no phone? You would try for a few days and it's like, I can't do this. But because you already have the habit of taking the dog and you stack on top of that the habit of not taking your phone when you take your dog, it's easy because you already have an ingrained habit going there and you're just piggybacking onto it. Now, it's the little things and that's my message today that finding little things out, Mindfulness might not be your go, but it might be every time I walk the dog, I just stop and let the dog, you know, do what the dog's doing and I just take some breaths. As humans, we intellectualise everything. Like we think about why and we think about all of these and and why that needs to happen and, and what it means and what does it mean to us and so we have all these thoughts many people today are far more articulate about mindfulness or authenticity or vulnerability they can talk these words but we never actually go well now let me try it now let me actually get very practical about it um, and see how it feels and not get so hung up on well Emma Murray meditates in that chair so I've got to do it like that Yours can be standing on the beach, walking the dog, sitting in your car, but actually try it, see how it feels and work out for yourself what breaks your stress. But this year we actually have to start doing things differently. Emma Murray. Emma Murray, what, what an a episode. legend. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, yeah, two-time as we mentioned, but I don't want to be like mm, flexing on this, but I will. But Emma and I are really good friends now. Are you? Like really good friends. I hate to admit it. I'd but say she yells at me a fair bit. Like she what actually she gets. Ang- well, she just gets angry if I don't look after myself. 
Give us a context. I'm I'm you. Oh, hey Emma, how are you? She, she, hey Emma, how are you? Hey Dylan, have you been um, looking after yourself? Oh, not really. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's like your second mum. Yeah, she's grouse. Um, but now obviously she's just the best. She helped me a lot through um, this year with just everything going on with life and just trying to. Um, we did a few one-on-one meditations. Even I can have spoken about that, but even throughout the time, she was like on the phone for like half an hour, and I was just like, she was um, like nearly hypnotizing me. How did that genuinely go into yeah, detail? Yeah, it was awesome. What, how did it start? So it started when I was like probably getting real anxious around when Jazz fell pregnant and I was like just fucking like rattled because I was like, you know, we'd been through that period of like, like not working and all that sort of stuff and I just couldn't relax about it the whole time and she just like taught me through it, relaxing and like visualizing all of it and go for about like 20, 25 minutes and she'd just be talking to me on the phone while I'm sort of like in a dark room on my back. That's really cool. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so she did yeah, that. It's genuinely interesting. Yeah, so she did that, which was unbelievable. Can't thank her enough for that. And yeah, just everything with, you know, Will coming in as well. It's been really cool. And just, you know, Tessa, who his, her other daughter, who's been helping us out a lot with some other podcasts we're doing and will be helping us out next year. The other daughter, um, the youngest, Meg, who's nearly... We'll get her in doing something. Yeah, she's crazy. Um, I've never met her, but she seems really, really funny. Really, really cool. Um, and then Will, obviously, as well, who... He's just a great guy. And then husband Nick. I just know the whole fucking family. We're all just friends. It's been great. So, I'm shocked you haven't had a dinner there. Well, well I got, no, I was meant to go last week and it got, um, we, we couldn't go because we had another one booked. But anyway, great family, great people, great friend, just a good, good human. And next year, episode one, will be in Murray again. We've already locked it in, um, ready to go. All righty, let's go to number four. Richard Harris. And, you know, it's totally unprecedented. No one had ever done such a thing before. So my view when I left Australia was that I'm going to help, but I'm definitely not going to anaesthetise those boys. And I guess the next question is, well, why did I change my mind? And it was really having spent 24 hours on the ground and sort of asking all the questions I needed to ask and actually going to visit the boys myself and seeing where they were that I realised that they, they had no other way to get out of the cave and we either turn our backs on them, in which case they're going to die in the cave because, you know, the rains would come and they'd be trapped in there so they'd starve or die of infection or whatever. Or we give this crazy idea a go and, it, you know, whilst I didn't think it would work, at least we'd be doing something to try and help them. So I'm there with Jason, the last, the last kid, the last guy, and down the hill comes this kid and I'm just... I'm looking at him and I'm just like horrified how small he is. He's the smallest of all the boys. He's, he's the 29 kilo kid. And I'm looking at Jason going, these masks are not going to fit this boy. And, um, but he's got to come out and he's in the water. And so the clock's ticking because he'll start to get cold. And so I anesthetize him and we try the first mask and it's just like one and a half times the width of his face. You could put your hands in the sides and it was just going to fill up with water straight away. So it was just out of the question. So then we had this little pink mask that looked like a toy compared to the commercial diving gear that we had been using. And it was all sort of soft and flopping around and it just didn't look safe at all. Um, And, you know, Jason's really worried that he's going to be the guy who kills the one and only kid for the trip. And in the end, we sort of padded out his hood. We put some foam under his hood to make his face bigger and we got it sealed on there, but it looked terrible. And I said, Jason, I'm sorry, mate, you're just going to have to go because otherwise we're going to have to re-anesthetise the kid. He's getting colder by the minute and he has to go today. So 
off you go. Yeah, I just honestly, I was so exhausted after four days of you know two or three hours sleep a night, twelve hours underground each day, late night meetings, and I was just so knackered. I honestly, I didn't. It took a while to sink in. But then we all stood around in Chamber 3, all the divers and lots of the tyres. Uh, we're still waiting for the Navy SEALs who are still in the cave to come out. And we're all just standing around with these stupid grins on our face looking at each other. No one could really talk very much. Um, and it was just, you know, you could just, uh, if a look counted for anything, we could just tell that it was just an amazing moment and uh, one to be savoured. But uh, we're all too knackered to party that night, I'm afraid. It was amazing. And I have a very clear memory of walking out of the cave on that last night and everyone who was outside the cave had lined up in a bit of a corridor you know a row of two people and um i don't know a thousand people just on this big big thing you were walking through and every single one of them wanted to shake your hand pat you on the back and then when you got to the end of it you would stand on the end of it and and join the queue sort of thing and you know just this cheering and clapping that went on for about an hour i reckon uh, while people came out of the cave uh, it, w- it was exceptional it was a great moment ko's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play wow in the afl this week there are some huge games collingwood versus adelaide live with no ad break during play exclusive in victoria giants versus bulldogs Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy. Available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Richard Harris. Richard Richard Harris. Harris. Big. OAM. That's a cool tag to get on your name. Yeah, it is. What a... um. What a crazy guy. Men, like, yeah. where do you even go with this? I feel like everyone's, fear, like, listen to this episode. It was just, if you haven't, Richard Harris, an ethodist, cave diver. I think that's enough as it is anyway. Hero. But he, yeah, hero. Like, Australian hero. Went over to Thailand, saved, uh, helped save the 14 young boys trapped in a cave. Yep. Um, unbelievable get. Unbelievable get. Articulation of that story was just up there with the best. You know what's cool about this episode? And without like going away from maybe gratitude into like kind of bragging a little bit, you can go anywhere in the world and you could say you've had Richard Harris on your podcast yeah. and they're going to know who he is. Like yeah. if you explain who he is, yeah. that's pretty crazy. It is. I don't think there's many other people. Maybe like I don't know Dyson Daniels now. Yeah, literally. No, you're right. I no, reckon he's cool. It's cool. I reckon he's one of my favorite episodes. And I, I wasn't here when you guys did that one as well, but. I remember listening to it. You listened to that thinking, one as a fan, didn't thinking, you? Thinking, this still this guy, just how does he keep landing these big names? Well, that was funny, that one, because I think people like it the most because I probably do the least talking in it. Mm. Yeah, he tells a long story. It's great. Right. No, it's just good. He just takes it. It was sort of like a bit of an alley-oop. I just throw it up and you go, oh, whack. It's like you, He's you known and him for that, isn't he? He's Richard known for Harris, He loves dunking. Yeah. He loves dunking. No, but, what, um, what an incredible episode. Yeah, favorite part? Favourite part? Oh, God. Um... I think the craziest part of it was the most surreal part for me was when he was saying that if it hadn't have gone well, they were going to have to get evacuated out of Thailand because they technically, even though they were taking this risk and going there and helping off their own bat, not getting paid, nothing, they were going there to help them. But if it didn't go well and God forbid something happened. Questions will be asked. Questions yeah. will be asked and they They're could be fault. put in jail. Because so they had cars insane. ready to go to like evacuate them out of Australia. He 
painted such a clear picture, I thought. Yeah. I remember when he just was describing that last kid that they had to get out and the I think he said he weighed like and twen- the mask, 29 the mask didn't fit his kilo. Head. Yeah. Don't fact check that. But yeah, he had to put the mask on and it was like twice the size of the yeah. kid's face. But they just had to get him out. So they were like stuffing jumpers and stuff in there. Oh, that's crazy. Seal it. Very crazy. Yeah, that, that's look, that's just, I'm not surprised that episode's up that high. What a cool chart. And that was like, I think, COVID too. We actually did it online where we try and avoid those ones a bit, fair bit. But it was just so good. Alrighty. Is that time, fam? Is that time, fam? Top three. Top three. Podium. Here we go. Bit nervous. I'm nervous. Top three. In third place, keep drum rolling. In third place, the 2022 BNF goes to in third position. In 2022, the third position goes to Brian Taylor. BT, Brian. Brian. Wow. Wowie. What am I doing here? I've got no idea why I'm here. McAvaney. Wow. What a great person and coach he is. You know, he actually prefers. This is the opposite to commentators because we're all very selfish. Uh, he actually prefers that you call the big moment, that you have the most important part of the game, and he taps you on the back and he encourage, he almost rubs your back. He gives you a back rub and says, you know, you're going well, Brian. Oh, it's special. And I'm looking at you now and I'm yeah. thinking, I don't know who you are. <laughs> and people in my ears are saying, that's Dylan Buckley. Yeah. He kicked three today, Brian. They're absolutely big. You know, this big light comes up and it bores a hole in their head. (laughs) Out of all the things I do, it's the one thing that worries me the most. Boy, oh boy, a rising old fantasia. (laughs) If you are going down that track, you know, years later, you are in trouble. You have got to, in this world, continue to evolve, and especially in the cut and thrust of the footy industry. You've got to evolve and, and, and be relevant in every year that goes by. Otherwise, you know, particularly when you get to my age, people are looking at you as becoming an old dinosaur. I know oh. you're looking at me now thinking, you are an old dinosaur. No, got a little dog called Hansel. I could just kiss him all day. <laughs> I'm very happy to clean up his shit. It yeah. doesn't worry me at all. It's yeah. just like dog shit. Who wants to do that? But I do. I love it. You knew he was getting on the podium. Oh, yeah, boy. He was always getting up there. And he was a funny bloody guy. What a cool chat. Just someone that... I think I was really nervous going into this one because he's such a big personality that I was just like, oh, my God, Brian Taylor's actually coming in here. Like, what the fuck? We're just three idiots. Like, how, why is this guy coming in? But it was just cool. I think it was genuinely one where we were like, I wonder like, if he'd want to come on Yeah, the that was one. It was one where I was like, all right, we might be – this is a bit silly now. We're getting Brian in. Like, I felt like a bit stupid getting him in. Yeah. It was, but, a, it was a big, like, just ask the question. Yeah, that was a bit – High risk, high reward type operator, but yeah, awesome. And big shout out to um, Harrison, his son, and NC Talent Management. Yeah, they're for, great. Uh, getting us on. They've they've been putting it on a platter for us. A they're, lot of their they t- are doing mate, friends. They're, they're doing friends people. They have like some of the best talent in Australia. Ash Barty, Brian Taylor, obviously. Um, Richo, Richo. I've gone blank, but there's so many awesome, awesome, talented sportsmen. Ah, oh, they've got Daisy Pierce. Who we've we've nearly locked in. Um, hopefully next year, and uh, yeah, heaps and heaps and heaps of cool people. So if you ever need anything talent wise, make sure you hit Craig up Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. Simon yeah. Black. Simon Black. Yes, we had Simon Black as well. So yeah, they got heaps. Hey, um, let's call BT. Brian, congratulations, third place, my friend. How are you feeling? What do I get? Is it a ribbon? Does everyone get a ribbon in this race? Because this is what your generation does. Everyone gets a ribbon. It's a participation award. We're calling the 100 episodes that we did this whole year and thanking everyone. 
<laughs> Mate, the participation board. I'm wrapped to get that. That's very good. Very uh, good. Congratulations, mate. Nice. As I said, third place. You had a lot a lot of voters um, up there. Well, we can't say that yet because you're third. Oh. We're, we're working through. Oh. But um, a big oh. congratulations. Hey, how's Lawn going? We know you're down there. You're on the hill. Has anyone come up to you and had some yeah. weird conversations of late? No, no. Tested the, testing the angles of the hills today. I think we're on about a 45% steep hill and I... Didn't quite tip over today, so kept it <laughs> kept it upright for a change. Nice, good traction today. No, no moisture. That's good. They were saying as well last summer on the pod that you love when people come up and say good day to you at lawn. So you're still promoting that. You want people to come say hello if they see you. Now, now listen, Bill. <laughs> you just settle down, mate. There's, you know the situation down there. You know the chair situation. So don't. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's down in lawn. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your stay, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> So just to be clear, if anyone's up there, they see you sitting on the lawn, uh, on the lawn, on the beach, on your chairs, not to come up and say hello. Yeah, well, yeah, if we're sitting down, it means you can join us. If we rise out of our seats, get walking. Uh, that means that we're we're going to have a discussion behind the chairs, and it'll be minimal. It'll be. Uh, Maybe 10, 15 seconds, and then yeah. you've got to move on. Okay. <laughs> and what about the water, mate? We know you're big on your um, on your, on your board down there. Has anyone been getting in the way? Any more punch-ons in the water? Nothing happening in the water yet. There's a few down here today, and what happens is they don't know the rules, they don't understand that I'm not very good, and they don't really uh, get out of the way. They think I can actually steer my ship, and I can't. <laughs> So there's going to be carnage on one good surf day, that is for sure. Love it. Mate, what's plans for the break? Anything else to wrap up? You're just going to be chilling up there or are you going away? Uh, no, just hanging about. Got our oldest son's getting married in Feb, so we'll just do that thing, you know, all the, almost ignoring Christmas because uh, of the expense of that, not going away, uh, but just watching a little bit of footy news, just seeing who's got a good team. Richmond look all right, sort of haven't looked at it too closely yet. Fixture. Had a bit of a gander at that, not closely, but um, yeah. So just just starting to feel a bit of footy. Love it. And lastly, we've since our episode as well. One thing you have inspired me with that I've got a newfound love for, and I'd say that I'd be rivaling it up there with you is is my lawn care, mowing the lawn, edging, um, whippersnippering. <laughs> I'd be rivaling yours at the moment. How's it all tracking up there? Well, I'm, I've I've been on for three days. I've been on um, and I've got the place looking immaculate I'm not sure that you would do it with the with the microscopic detail that I <laughs> operate in because I have the tool for everything and I reckon if I went to your place I would pick up shortcuts no. and and you know like do you walk around on your decking and pick up a leaf that might have fallen on your decking no, I do. I have a, a I leaf do. blower. No, well, see, this is the way you wait for a hundred leaves. I pick up each one as they fall. <laughs> yeah, that's you got too much time on your hands. This is the difference between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Hey, mate, to finish up as well, um, did you get any good feedback from the episode? I know it went absolutely bonkers on our behalf. Everyone loved it. Did anyone hit you up or, or say they enjoyed yeah, the no, chat? Yeah, I'm really appreciative uh, of what you guys have done. You guys are doing it so well and um, and getting it done in the way that it should be done. And I just think the feedback on that particular app was enormous for me. Um, you guys probably don't feel it as much as I do because I get it direct, but amazing feedback um, and uh, it's just when you when talking with you guys it's just a little bit different vibe uh, different mentality 
And it's good for people out there to know that I sort of half get that. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I sort of half get it and I'm, I'm sort of with them. So, no, it was, it was terrific, mate. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Mate, any time. We'd love to get you back in next year. Have a great break. We can't thank you enough for all your time and your openness, your honesty. You absolutely dominated the top three finish. You nearly could have taken it out. It was very, very close in the end, but um, everyone loved it, mate. Hopefully we'll catch up for a beer in the new year. Can't wait to see what, uh, what 2023 is for, mate, for yourself. Don't say I've dominated when I finish third. I feel like I've... Mate, you th- it, it was it, like six votes. as good as last, mate. Six Second votes. As good as last. Yeah, but look at all the people you beat. It's fantastic. Yeah, third. Bloody <laughs> hell, I'm disappointed, mate. Don't pipe me up and say, well done, I'm finishing third. Jesus. To be honest, if I'm we not- if we were allowed to leave half the stories in that you told, I think you would have won it. Well, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> all right, I'll cop third. <laughs> love it, mate. Have a great break and um, send love to the family. We'll see you in the new year. Good on your bike. See you, mate. Brian. Funny man, he's a very funny man. Yeah, if you if anyone's up there, make sure you go say good day to him at the at the beach. <laughs> say hello. I'm definitely, I'm for sure, he definitely wants to talk to everyone. So it'll be good. Sam, would you say hello to him? Yeah, I'm going to approach him. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you go up and they they do go to the back. I just feel like, oh no, I'm going to start yelling BT from ages away, yeah, so Brian, lots of people know, know who I'm walking towards. Brian, ah, oh, that was awesome. What a good guy. Very very excited for him, and um, yeah, I'd definitely love to get him in. He's just he's just an incredible storyteller. So good. Yeah. Favourite part of that show, sorry, we didn't even talk about it, I think. But No, we didn't. I'd have to say the bit um, of Brian Taylor versus BT and, like, you know, what people think he's like versus what he's actually like. Yeah. That's just a cool yeah, cool thing to hear about, like, with that kind of business because I think it's just the reality. Mm. When you're saying that all he does is just sit with his dog in his shed. And Hansel. Hansel. Hansel could... He, what does he do? Walk around and pick up shit. That was one of my favorite bits. He's yeah. like, I love picking up his shit. Yeah. yeah well, it was in the context in that the he, context, he loves him so. Loves, he loves his, his dog, dog so yeah. much. Yeah. That's all he cares about is his yeah. dog. So a deserving winner um, of third place. <laughs> third place. He yeah. didn't. He didn't like. He that. wasn't happy with third place. No, no he, he wasn't. But that's how it is. That's good. Anyway, silver. Silver medal. In third place. Second. Second. In second place. The second place winner is. Ned Brockman. Oh, let's go. Oh, my God. Wow. Let's go. Exciting. If you said go run another 10 days of close to 100K a day, I could have done it. No way, no, no, man. I you s- can't. I swear, I swear on my life. But it's because for a good two weeks after, I was just still on that High. overdrive, overdrive. Yeah. Like I had, as I said, for a year and a half, I've got in the back of my head, this is what I'm doing. So I turned into this fucking nut job that was like so hell-bent on getting this done. So when I did get it done it's like oh fuck and i remember getting asked i was it was like day 42 or something we were in yas a family friend goes so what are you doing when you're done i don't fucking know all i've been thinking about is the getting this. to bondi and this has literally been the goal get the fuck to bondi prior to the run i had the most severe knee pain deep down i'm going oh fuck now i've told everyone i'm gonna do this i knew i could but there's always that other side of you going you can't do it. Like there's a crack in my tibia. I was in that much pain. I was fucked. I ended up getting the hundred K done that day. So I ran 1100 K in 11 days. Gemma looked at me pretty funny because I've obviously said something, but I don't remember it. And then I just went, what's the fucking, what's the attitude about? And she's like yelled it. She's like, what the fuck you scaring me? And I'm like, I'm scaring myself. Like this is getting pretty fucking hectic out here. Mm. And then I told her to fuck off and I completely out of line. It's the biggest, one of the biggest regrets of that whole trip was, but I snapped and I'm like, I'm, what am I doing? And she's just going, I can't be here. Like, this is terrible. And she yeah. drove up to mum and mum just hopped out of the car and goes, don't you ever speak to your girlfriend like that again and do not speak to us like that. To be honest, I don't think I slept more than four hours in one night. I Because I would just toss and turn. After day one, my 
as I said, nervous system was just in absolute overdrive. Um, and when you're, you can't get your heart rate down, you're breathing. And I tried to breathe and tried to, you know, mm. meditate a bit, but it just didn't work. Day eight to nine, I felt really vulnerable and lonely. No, not lonely. I felt alone. I know two different things. Like I'd feel you can be lonely, but being alone, I felt like I was out there completely on my own. I felt so vulnerable and it was really scary. And these rolling hills, so even my crew might have been over the top of the hill, but I didn't know. It might They might have been 5K away, but I felt like no one was there. And so they would leave as soon as I'd have the toilet break or food. And, yeah, that sucked. So that I aligned that part of the road with that vulnerability mm. and really quite scared. First, Only day I felt scared, um, and that was really confronting for me. I've never felt – I felt quite powerful this whole run other than the days I was injured. Let's give him a bloody call. Hello, mate. Ned. How are you? How are you, brother? Good. What's happening? Mate, uh, just, uh, you know, working hard as always. How about you, my friend? Uh, yeah, I just got back to Forbes, which is good. Back oh, beautiful. Lovely. How's it all going yeah. over there? We, is it um, in, a better, in a better shape at the moment? Yeah, much better. I just saw all the damage in New Yarra. So, um, yeah, it's good to see everyone on the mend a bit, I would, I would say. So, yeah, all good, mate. All Ready good. for Christmas. How good, mate. And how's, how's everything yep. going? Is it, uh, are you in a, um, a good place, the body? I know it's sort of still recovering as always, but is it is it feeling good? Body's feeling good, mate. I am um, just had my last round of PRP injections uh, in my hip, so I'm, um, I'm I'm ready to rumble, mate. How good. Have you already got, when are we ready to sort of do another um, chat about what's next? When's that happening? I reckon uh, ooh, early 24, I reckon we're on. Yeah, January. love that, love that, love that. Hey, mate, I know you're a busy man, but I want to um, share some very exciting news. Are you seated? Uh, I'm standing currently looking out <laughs> the window. I, this, this could be one of the biggest things that's ever happened to you. You've come runner-up in the Dylan Friends B&F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, how good. How exciting. I want to know, bloody pit me. No, we can't tell you yet because it's still about to come. But, um, mate, a big thank you. It was, uh, to be honest, it was incredibly tight. I think the other campaigner was putting a fair bit of spend behind um, some voting. But just want to, again, yeah, always thank you for your time, mate, and your openness and honesty. And I think we always talk about um, how cool it was to, one, meet you before everything happened and chatting to you before you went away to then – Seeing what you were able to achieve on that trip and then getting you in post, that was was definitely a highlight of my year. So I just want to say a big, big thank you for, for everything, mate. Oh. You've taught yeah, – actually, let me just say one more nice thing. I don't think you know, on, a, on a deeper level I know you, you know the impact you've had, but personally on us, we still speak about every day what, what you're doing and I know how much um, the audience as well has, has impacted, as you know and I, I know you're aware of, but just a big, big thank you again, mate, for everything that you've done for oh, us thanks. this year. Thank you, mate. That's bloody, it's bloody nice. I um, I wanted to say thank you for backing me, um, and getting me on and believing in me to to spin my message. So um, yeah, I appreciate that a lot. And thank you to all your listeners. There, I'm a big supporter of mine now too. So I appreciate it, mate. You're a good man. Love it, brother. We enjoy Forbes. Enjoy time with the family, and I'm sure we'll catch up um next year for a couple of cold ones, brother. But always that um, always appreciate man. your time, mate. So we'll chat to you soon. Good on you. See you, mate. See you, mate. Bye. What a great man. Beautiful guy. Ed Brockman. Icon. I love him. Icon. Let's go. Let's go. Um, we talk about it a bit, don't we? But in all seriousness, how funny to think that we had him on the show before he did the run. I think he was at – and I'm not saying this in a way that we discovered him because we had like a lot of people by then telling us, well, you need to get Ned on. And Jay um, Jay from uh, Bursty, Jay Rowlings, um, one of his um, clients that, you know, was, was – and they've done a big shout-out to Bursty, uh, the, the agency that have – done work with Ned and actually put that together, got all the sponsorship, the campaigning. Like they did such an incredible job to get that as big as it was. 
It was um, huge. As well as Ned just having just the best personality and, and person that you want to back and get around. So I think it's a team effort to the to Will and and Jay and everyone at Burst and especially Ned. Like what an incredible thing. Like that's changed. He'd have to be one of the you know best blokes in bloody Australia. I think so. Yeah, me too. So can he win Australian of the Year? He probably could. I don't know. We could probably get another one. Maybe another body too. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, just quickly on that as well, we big shout out to yeah, everyone affected in by the floods and Forbes territory. Um, good to hear that that's all going well as well. It's something that when we live in Melbourne, we're obviously me- very aware of all the bloody shit that goes on in, in rural communities, but it's hard to, to see that. So I've said to Ned and we've said it on the podcast, as soon as the town's open out post Christmas, buy locally, try and go to a town and prepay some trips to go away. As soon as I said that to Jazz, she started just, booking the credit card in like 46 different places around Victoria, which will be incredibly great, but also is um, she doesn't realise that that's uh, going to be a big expense, but it, that's what we've got to do. We've got to get back out there and do those things, which Absolutely. would be good. Absolutely. Really do you reckon good. it's tough just being Ned, just doing all these great things all the time? <laughs> yeah, mate, being the best bloke ever? It seriously would be. He's a busy, busy boy and gets pulled everywhere. You feel bad. Like When I text him today saying, I need you, I'm just like, oh, no, I don't want to annoy him, but like, I did anyway, so I still feel... He loves feel, it. He yeah, loves he does. It, He's just a good man. Really, really good man. All right, gentlemen. The winner. It should be obvious by now, shouldn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. And the winner of the... You know what? Let's just call him. Let's just call him and say bloody hello and congrats. Hello. Rui. How are you, man? Good, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> the winner of the 2022 BNF. You're live on the pod. Welcome, mate. Oh, live, we're straight into it. Straight into it, mate. We don't muck around here. How are you feeling? What a, what a fantastic day. Oh, it's a big day. What a, what a great way to cap off a, a, an amazing year. Um, and, you know, this isn't a country race, mate. This is Group 1. This stuff. is Group 1, mate. It's Race 7. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I'm honoured. So thank you for having me on during the year. It was a, it was a bloody treat to get to, to know you and to get to meet you. And to um, we just talked... We, we um, I love the conversation because we just talked about like real stuff, you know. Like we covered a we covered a lot of ground. Oh, mate, we did, and there's plenty more to be honest. I, it, the one thing about winning is you've got to come back on and and uh, and oh, claim 2. your prize. 0. Yeah, two point and um, and have another chat next year. Because in saying this as well, thanks to our incredible um, friends at Coinspot, mate. I'm not sure if you're aware, but by winning this and you got voted by this from the um, from the people from the community, the incredible community have at Dylan France, over three thousand votes. You beat Ned Brockman and Brian Taylor, um, and a part of that as well from Coinspot, you will get five thousand um, dollars to donate to your um, charity organisation of choice. So very very special. Oh. Wow, that, that's incredible! Um, thank you, mate. That, that, that's huge. Uh, no surprise. That'll be going towards Maddie's Maddie Revolt's vision, um, which we spoke about uh, on uh, on the Dylan Friends episode. So thank you. That, that's that's very generous. And um, B, BT, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped about. But Ned Brockman, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed um, considering that man's feet. Well, what an unbelievable human being he's. Uh, Incredible effort. So um, rare, rare company. So yeah, I'm, I'm really honoured, mate. Mate, that's awesome. We'll get down um, next year to the next event and be able to present a check or something. Um, get some some good stuff uh, out of that. All. Yeah. But, um, how's uh, how? What will that do for the, for the organisation, mate? What will something like that um, help out with? Uh, well, at the moment, we're we're going through a really exciting sort of progression where we're sort of working in genomics now and um, and gene therapy trials. So. 
that's kind of the pointy end of, of medical research where, you know, the, the, the tangible results that you see are, are, are pretty life-changing. So didn't, it didn't exist for bone marrow failure sufferers in Australia seven years ago when we started Matty Rebox Vision, but it does now and, and we're sort of at the cutting edge of that, which is, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fair legacy uh, that, that, that Matty's been able to leave for, for other sufferers. So we're, we're really proud. You know, pretty reflective this time of year. I think, you know, Christmas and all of that sort of heightens your your awareness of, of family and loved ones and um and so this is uh this is pretty timely, mate. Thank you. Actually you've caught me on the East Coast of Tassie. I think we spoke about it um during the uh during the podcast episode. So I'm uh, I'm currently staring out at Briar Island, about ten kilometers off the east coast of Tassie. Um and we're gonna we're gonna duck out tomorrow morning for a fish and a dive and try and get some craze and some abalone and um, just real good sort of hunter-gatherer stuff. Oh, yep. we love that. Mate, there was funny as well after the show. Everyone was actually saying, I think Nick either is a really good actor or he genuinely wanted you guys to come up to um, Tassie with him. So can you confirm or deny, is it the acting or are we actually, is that an opening? No, 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 you are <laughs> welcome. And I um, I would love for you to take take the offer up. I throw the offer up out there quite a lot. Yep. Um, and, you know, it doesn't get taken up as, as often as it should because it, it is a genuine offer, mate. Anytime you want it, it's yours. Mate, I really appreciate that. Hey, last one, because I know you're spending some uh, some quality time with the family, and I really appreciate before what you said about it just being a tough time of year. Uh, not tough time of year, but it's a reflective time of year for families and friends yep. going with that stuff. So we're extremely honoured that we could, um, you know, make this happen and be able to, to donate to such a worthy um, cause in that space. But in saying that as well, um, the episode did get listened to by a absolute shit ton of the audience. What was, did, did anything come from it personally for you? Did you, like just in terms of feedback from anyone, was there anyone that listened to the episode and learned something new that you, you weren't sure about or more interested in something that you spoke about that they didn't know um, in the in the past? I did get a lot of feedback about Tassie uh, and our conversation around that. I mean, it just, I, I think it kind of, seems to resonate with people particularly the part around being able to just do, do things that are that are real um in you know a, a, a world where sort of and, and i know like i struggle with this personally like there's just so many distractions so many distractions and and i love being able to get down here i put my phone away there's spotty phone phone service which is is kind of a blessing so get down here with the kids and we do real stuff today we went out and um, found this old suspension bridge about 10, 10 k's up the river and crossed that and just walked and um, closed our eyes. This was a challenge, getting a, a, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a three-year-old to close their eyes and be quiet for a minute just to be able to listen to the sounds as we were going for a bit of a walk. Now, I reckon we lasted 15 seconds before one hit the other with a stick and then the sounds were drowned out by a three-year-old screaming. But... The first fifteen seconds were awesome because we were listening to birds and you know all that all that sort of stuff. So, I, I think that's probably the stuff that resonated most. And and we, I don't know if we were talking about this before we went on, um, before we hit record. But you were talking about, um, you know, just uh, you were talking about trees. Mm, I love um, trees. I yeah, but you were talking about like trees and taking your shoes off and standing on the ground near tree, and that you had to think about trees. So, yes. Um, you know, just just get it, getting getting back to trying to. Um, you know, get, get in touch with, with the real stuff that um, is getting harder and harder to do. So that was a big one. Oh, I love it, mate. We really appreciate it. And uh, it, it honestly, it did have a massive impact on on all of us listening, your openness and honesty. And um, yeah, no, just I think when you 
get to and, and not to um to embarrass you, but I think like when you get to sort of a level you are when we see you on TV to actually get you in person and never really have like spoken in depth for you before, just the authenticity and genuineness of that chat. We just absolutely loved it, mate. It shows that the audience did too. So we can't thank you enough for for everything. We're wrapped that we're able to have a small impact um with with Maddie's you, vision and, and everything as well. So we can't wait to get you in. Uh, and a big uh, spike in donations too when the um, on, on online donations really? when the when the potty came out. So to all of the people out there that that listen that uh, have donated not just to Maddie's vision um, when the episode comes out, but I'm sure Ned Brockman would have yeah. seen a, a big a big sort of bump up in donations when he's he's aired. So thank you. You got it, mate. You've got a great following. Um, clearly, a really loyal following, but but. Um, a very engaged and generous following as well. So thank you to everyone out there. Merry Christmas. Yes. Um, remember, it's it's much better to over-cater than under-cater at Christmas. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm off to do, mate. I'm off to uh, start preparing for uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because we're hosting. So I love it, mate. I'm sure it'll be great. And a big shout-out, uh, last but not least, everyone listening out there, if you are in the position, I know it's a tough time of year, but if you do want to get around – uh, Maddie Rewatch Vision, which, which obviously we are. It's www.mrv.org.au, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a incredible, doing incredible things, mate. So we're wrapped that um, we we play a small role in that, which will be huge. So thank you again. Oh, Have what a great- about you too? What about you getting up to Cathedral Lodge? <laughs> <laughs> mate, that's the second mate, time I'm there, by the way. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll have to talk about this off air. Uh, we'll, we'll get oh. up there and have a couple games. Might even have to go over to Royal Hobart or something as well. Oh, mate, you, of course. We'll <laughs> tie it in. We'll come down. You can catch a fish. You can dive for a cray, and then you can have a hole in one at the 15th at Royal Hobart. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it, mate. Thanks again. Happy uh, Merry Christmas and send love to the family. We'll see you in the new year. Likewise. See you, mate. Cheers. What a great man. What a guy. I think they've said that after every single uh, person on. He's very likable. Yeah. Very likable yeah. guy. I think they're done, boys. That's it. Gee wow. whiz. It's a big app. What it's are you? getting freaking hot and sweaty in here as well. This is goodbye. The way it should be. Yeah. This um, is goodbye. Big thanks to you two. Thank you for the year. Incredibly done. Could I have done it without you? Probably. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but would it have been? You say that every day. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I really, really couldn't. We're a, we're a good, we're a good team. We work together um, to get everything done this year, and um, I can't thank you enough for both your efforts. And Dolts as well, Dolts. And Dolts as well, um, who who is in Queensland at the moment. He couldn't get in today. He's definitely working from Queensland, isn't he? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. definitely, he's definitely, definitely working from Queensland. Uh, quick shout out to Joy as well. To Joy, Joy yeah. LePage, Sam's mother-in-law, who loves the show. Quick shout out to her. And um, and everyone else, guys. In all seriousness, we love you. We absolutely cannot thank you enough for everything this year. Um, from the bottom of my heart, and I'm sure you two boys as well, you are unbelievable. And thank you for everything. We think that it's sort of embarrassing sometimes, like getting people on and them saying how much they've learned from the show. Like we have learned so much more from you guys and girls than and then we can ever do. So we're just lucky enough to be here at the moment. It's built on the back of incredible people like yourself. We couldn't be more blessed to have this incredible, incredible, beautiful community that inspire us every day to keep going and keep hustling because it is, it is really, really special. I do not, do not take it for granted um, at all. So have a great Christmas. Stay safe. Give uh, everyone a hug and a kiss. And it can be a challenging time for a lot of people this time of year. I know there's everyone's got different situations. Even myself, it does get a bit strenuous moving from house to house and family to family. But just keep a smile on the dial. Um, Enjoy a break. Like Nick Rewalt said, get your shoes off, go hug a tree, and uh, and smell some fresh air. And um, we'll see you back in 2023. Illy XX. 
Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest, or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at producey.com. Thanks for tuning in. IllyXX. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble.